Welcome to Teaching in 10, a podcast from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa. Teaching in 10 provides a space for higher education faculty to share teaching strategies and stories about how we engage students and support student success and well-being in 10-minute episodes. I'm Dr. Sarah Montgomery, and today I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Danielle McGue to the podcast. Danielle is Associate Professor in the Department of Communication and Media in the College of Humanities, Arts, and Sciences at the University of Northern Iowa. She teaches courses in cultural performance, performance and social change, and qualitative research. Danielle has a podcast called Batchadamia and loves planners and goal setting and even decorates her planner with stickers. I just got to see it. I'm inspired. Thank you so much, Danielle, for being on the podcast. I'm excited to learn from you. And can you share with us how do you engage students and support their success in your teaching? Thanks, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here, too. Um, So how do I support students' um, success through my teaching? Um, I think I do this in a couple of different ways. I think, one, um, it really does start with my course policies and trying to create clear expectations and um, maybe boundaries for students that also help them develop skills uh, for real life. So for example, I have a policy that's a little different around deadlines. I have what I call soft deadlines and hard deadlines. And I kind of explain to students that in real life, um, not all deadlines are really intense deadlines. You can ask for extensions. Oftentimes you do. But then there's other ones that you just don't muck with. (laughs) And so that part of learning to work with deadlines is learning to discern between which deadlines you can't mess up and which ones you have some leeway on. And so... I talk to students about thinking about which things in the class um, they need to absolutely have done on time. So, for example, if they're giving a presentation and they've been scheduled to speak at a certain time, it's really important that they come prepared and that they're ready to go because other people's schedules depend on them. If they're going to turn in a paper to me, the truth is if it's due at midnight on Friday, I'm probably not looking at it at 12.01. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so if they need another day or two, that's just fine. Just let me know ahead of time so that we can both plan for it. And then I do have like a rule where you just can't be more than two weeks late with anything. Okay. So um, so I try right away to think about um, using the syllabus as an invitation to my students to think about how we want to meet together, how we Mm. want to learn together and um, how we're going to interact with each other throughout the semester. And then um, I guess another really important thing to me in terms of how I prepare students for success and, and maybe teach them in a slightly different way is I really think it's important to deliver information to students using multiple modes. Okay. So sometimes we read... Um, academic journal articles, which is really common, right? Um, But other times, maybe we listen to podcasts. Maybe we listen to music. Um, I teach in an area called performance studies, which is located in communication and media. 
And the idea is that we learn about human communication through performance. So what I, yeah, so what I explain is that performance is the object of study. So we're going to understand a communication interaction as a performance. And what does that sort of mean to see it that way? Um, We are going to use it as our method of study. So how do we learn through performance? So a lot of emphasis on recognizing that we learn in and through doing Hmm. um, in our bodies. So for example, if I was teaching something like stereotypes, rather than just sitting and having a discussion about it, I might say, create a stereotype of a jock. Okay. Right. And I'd ask students to hold that image in their body and to see what it feels like. And then, you know, sculpt me an image of a loser. I don't know. And, and hold that. What does that feel like? And how do we encounter those stereotypes differently when we place them in our bodies and recognize, you know, where were our muscles tight? What did it feel like? How then can we learn the lessons, you know, How did we embrace some of those stereotypes and the images that we made with our bodies? What's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can have conversations about that. Um, So and then finally, so performance is an object. It's a method of study. It's also the way that we present what we learn. Mm -hmm. So to think about one of the ways that once we've learned something that we can share that with others might be more like literally through staged performance. So if I learn about a theory and communication, what would that look like in a scene that you write between two people? What would that and how could you present that knowledge sort of through performance as opposed to maybe a written paper or something like that? Um, I like papers. Papers are great. But um, (laughs) but it's just a different mode of expression. And I think that we are currently in a world where. We are adapting, especially with COVID-19, to to communicating using different modes than we're used to. So maybe it's through video, maybe it's through a podcast and learning to communicate using mostly auditory communication as opposed to, you know, I don't have nonverbals right now. And so... um, So I really do think that finding these different modes of communication and expression are really central to my teaching. So um, those are some examples. So what advice might you have for those? Like I'm thinking I come from a a teaching and a teacher education background and so much of teaching is a performance. There's layers where different disciplines might really intersect with what you're doing, but whether or not a faculty member sees themselves you know, engaging in performance either themselves or in their discipline. Like what advice might you give for those of us that find this fascinating and want to do more? How could we (laughs) how could we dip our toes in in a safe way for us and students, especially if this is so new? Um yeah, that's a great question. I think that one, send me an email. I'd love (laughs) I would love to chat with you all. Um and you know, just hear what sort of different ideas are percolating for you and and sort of offer some ideas. I think one right away, just asking students to create images with their body is Mm. something that's pretty accessible to most. And right away, something that you can do while you're still sitting in your seats, if your classroom spaces maybe won't 
allow for movement. Uh-huh. Um, you don't need a lot of space to create an image. And so, um, but you can do that with all sorts of things, right? So you could say, hey, let's read this newspaper article and then create an image mm. of, you know, what something that stood out to you about the essay or, you know, the article. Wow. Um, you could, so then you can just ask some follow-up questions like, well, what did it feel like? in your body to hold that did you um you can have other people observe the images did you notice anything about the images i think that that's like a pretty easy place to starting start. point yeah um and i recommend um augusto boal is a theater practitioner he did theater of the oppressed and he used a lot of image work and image theater and so he'd be a great person to read okay we'll Um, put that in the show notes yeah so that's awesome well i just think it's intriguing to think about and it also offers other layers of comprehension right rather than just the some kind of written response or even discussion that this might take it a little bit deeper yeah maybe more personal too well and um you know training educators one thing that's interesting is so i have a son who's in kindergarten yeah and we recognize that with kids, play is so central to learning. We, you know, um, at the UNI Child Development Center, they'll say play is the work of children. Yes. And for whatever reason, we oftentimes think as we get older that play is no longer the appropriate way through which we learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's wrong, right? Like, yes. I think that I even think, um, at any age that like learning through play and expressing yourself, you know, um, using different methods to do that. So like, whether it's like, Oh, let's draw something or Mm -hmm. take a piece of Play-Doh and make something Mm -hmm. that it sometimes unlocks other things in our brain, or sometimes just the activity of moving your hands and engaging in movement. Yes. Um, can, really spark some insights for folks. Mm -hmm. And so um, I try to create a classroom that is a hopefully a unique and different experience for many of our students. And, you know, some are going to be resistant to Mm -hmm. it because they want to sit down. They want to take notes. You know, they want (laughs) to not move for a little bit and um, it can be really intimidating. And so I will say you have to create an environment that feels safe for students to take risks Mm -hmm. and be a little bit weird around each other. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that means you have to be willing to play along with them. You got to be willing to be weird with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that then that creates a space for them to go, all right, that's, that's all right. Like, it's okay. here. Yeah. Mm hmm. Wow. And I think that invitation for us to think about like this podcast is playful, right? Like this can be an element of play or the stickers in your planner. Like there's just different ways that we can see what we're doing or create more space for play. And I love that that's a central part of your teaching. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. This has been very inspiring. I'm ready to go back and get my students moving more and more, even when they might not want to. (laughs) Sounds great. Get Get serious about play. That's right. So (laughs) thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing your ideas with us. And listeners, please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to tell your colleagues about the podcast. And until next time, thank you for joining us on Teaching in 10 from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa. 